0: Hey, does anyone know why this red light on the microphone is on? Oh, it's recording. Um, uh, 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 no one told me we were doing an episode today. Uh, <laughs> hey, hi, I- I'm Billy, and welcome to Fact Detectives HQ. Uh, um, unfortunately, the Fact Detectives have just stepped out of the office to interview an expert for the next episode. But that's okay, I, I should be able to answer some of your questions uh, with the help of the supercomputer...
1: Hello, fact detectives, fans.
0: We actually have quite a lot of questions at the moment, so I've put them all on this big spinning wheel here to help me pick one at random. Okay, let's give it a spin. (laughs) Okay, so it's landed on Olive. And it looks like Olive is sent through an audio question. Hit it, supercomputer.
1: Now, now, Billy, what is the magic word? <sighs>
0: OK. Supercomputer, could you please play Olive's audio question?
1: That is more like it, Billy. I am Olive. I am five years old. My question is how do butterflies and moths make their cocoons? Thank you for your question, Olive. Printing report. Source, International Butterfly Breeders Association.
0: Okay, so it says here that cocoons are often confused with something called a chrysalis. Some species of caterpillars will become butterflies, and there are others that will become moths. In most cases, when the caterpillar is ready to transform, it sheds its skin, sort of like what a snake does. The layer underneath the skin goes hard like a beetle shell, and this is called a chrysalis. Now, in some cases, a moth caterpillar will spin another layer around itself made of silk, like a spider spinning a web. This layer is for extra protection and to help it blend into the environment, and it's called a cocoon. It's only moths that make cocoons, not butterflies. So after a couple of weeks, or in some cases, months, or even years, a moth or a butterfly will emerge from the chrysalis or cocoon.
1: For more information about moths and butterflies, refer to the Fact Detectives podcast.
0: Yeah, that's right. Thanks, supercomputer. The Fact Detectives made an episode called Moths vs Butterflies a few years ago. It was actually their first ever episode. Okay, right. Let's give that wheel of questions another big Spin. Okay, our next question comes from Rocco. Rocco wants to know, why do we burp? Oh, pardon me. Uh, um, I'll try that again. Rocco wants to know, why do we burp? Uh... Supercomputer, can you help us out here?
1: Belching, also known as burping, is your body's way of expelling excess air from your upper digestive tract.
0: Okay, right. Um, Yeah, thanks, Supercomputer. That's uh, uh, very helpful. Oh, I know who might be able to give us a clearer answer to this question, our friend Mr. Snotbottom. He's got a podcast called Busy Bodies with Mr. Snotbottom, and he's actually done an episode all about burps. Burping is your body's way of releasing
1: gases that have built up inside you. When you breathe in, air goes down to your lungs through a tube called the trachea. But every time you eat or drink, did you know you also swallow little bits of air? And that goes down a different tube called the esophagus. And as your body fills up with more gases, there's an aractation out of your mouth. Eructation. That's the scientific name for a burp.
0: If you want to hear more of Mr Snotbottom, just search Busy Bodies with Mr Snotbottom wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Billy,
1: why did the skeleton burp?
0: No, no, no. I thought we agreed that we weren't going to do any more jokes.
1: Because he didn't have the guts to fart. Har har, har har, har
0: har. This has been a Fact Detectives Fan Facts episode. If you have a question for the Fact Detectives, ask your grown-up to record you asking your question and email it to factdetectives at kindling.com.au.
1: Goodbye.